Okay, let's talk some overlooked stocks. George Tillis says an earnings-driven mover for us to close out the show. Mr. T's in Salt Lake doing research on companies from all over the world, in this case, the exotic location of Eden Prairie, Minnesota. George, that is the headquarters of Stratasys, our uh, 3D printing business that we're looking at here today, right? You did your homework, OJ. Good job, right. man. I so, pulled up the Analyze yeah, look, tab on Thinkorswim. <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it? <laughs> Look, market was higher today, but also some of these girl-centric names like Stratasys also higher today. This one was up uh, about uh, 12, uh, almost 13% uh, near the close here. But this is an interesting company that's been around. It's a legacy business uh, in the 3D printing space. They actually started off as more of a more of a technology or intellectual capital-based business, but they've actually moved into actual printing of uh, polymer-based materials, things like prototypes, uh, again, but also mass-producing parts and now manufacturing machinery, uh, as well as carbon fiber. This is another area of interest in the aerospace automobile, as well as uh, avionics uh, as well. But uh, the, the company itself reported some earnings, and this is interesting because, you know, the market has been, you know, uh, you know not necessarily uh, had a good appetite for stocks that haven't been consistently profitable. Last quarter, Stratasys actually posted a break-even adjusted quarter. And this quarter around, they were expected to lose money on an adjusted basis based upon uh, higher capital expenditures, but they actually posted a two cent prop, uh, profit and they actually beat the adjusted loss by six cents. Top line sales also beat OJ, the best quarter the company's actually had in six. Uh, again, uh, coming in at 22% top line sales year over year growth. Now, when it comes to the revenue guidance, also from an EPS guidance standpoint, they actually narrowed the uh, the revenue guidance. It was about uh, 680 to 695. They narrowed it to 685, 695. So let's call it 690 at the midpoint, but also EPS guidance uh, going forward. Now just consider uh, comparing two cents for the quarter. If you annualize that, that would assume to be about eight cents, but in fact, they're guiding now somewhere between uh, 14 and 19 cents which again is right in the mid range of the 16 cent expected. So it looks like the EBITDA for the company is improving going forward. Uh, earnings again, positive on an adjusted basis. It now has a positive PE ratio based on last quarter's uh, numbers. Still very high at a positive forward PE of about 100, but the company's got 500 million in cash and no debt. And so what this means is that any additional rate of change in revenue growth manifests into EBITDA and, and necessarily not necessarily paying down debt. So this is a positive sign for a company which is getting a bid, uh, trying to recover, but you also have to keep in mind, it's still struggling, it's still in a downtrend, uh, much like the market. Now, JP Morgan is rather constructive based on these earnings because I think they see the same thing that I mentioned, break even last quarter, positive EBITDA going forward. They actually moved their target rating on the stock from underperformed to neutral, and they have a $23 price target. Okay. All right. So uh, the fact that uh, they're actually uh, improving the bottom line is uh, very notable. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the companies in this category of like futuristic tech are doing the opposite right now. And so they get rewarded for it, uh, but they've got a long ways to go to turn around the trend. And uh, even the bulls that have price targets, you know, in the mid 20s, stock that hit as high as 42 bucks in November. I will say that the chart looks a lot different than uh, a lot of other businesses that fit into the growth category. It largely sat at 22 bucks 
for like 80% of the time the last year. It was probably around $22 to $25. So it seems like that's a range that there's been a lot of equilibrium at in the past. So, yeah, and that's a great point to bring up, OJ, if I may add. I mean, you have to think about what happens when price action is demonstrating that kind of behavior. It really comes down to the market trying to establish where, well, obviously, where the direction of the stock is going. But starting to manifest now as a company, they're expanding their scalability. It's not just prototyping. It's not just intellectual capital. It's actually mass producing uh, from a manufacturing standpoint. And I think the carbon fiber manufacturing, which I find very interesting, it's utilizing automobiles, I know that, but also got to keep in mind lightweight uh, materials that are used in avionics, uh, as well as aerospace. That's another area that the company has uh, has business in. And they have a lot of partners, major ones, General Motors, BA, uh, BA Systems, uh, as well as Boeing. Uh, and again, this is something that's uh, very important for a company, which is gaining market share, but also doesn't have debt. It actually has positive forward EBITDA market, wow, no debt. like some of its competitors, like like 3D systems or nano dimensions. And it's actually performed relatively well considering the NASDAQ 100. So it's outperforming its relative growth centric peers like nano dimensions and 3D systems. And it's more of a market performer. And that gives you an idea that this stock is, it's finding its way. I'm not saying it's going higher, but it seems to be balanced relative to the comparative market. Okay. All right, interesting. No debt and surprising you know, profitability on the bottom line uh, for uh, this quarter. Right. All right, nice, good find for us, George. Stratasys, S-S-Y-S. George Tillis, also with a couple S's in Salt Lake. 